Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and we're glad that you have joined us today as we continue in our series of podcasts focusing on current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. As we enter this week leading up to Christmas, we continue in our podcast series that we have titled The Five Gifts of Advent. The theme for this episode is hope, and we are pleased to have the president of DCC Student Government, Abram Navarrete, joining and sharing with us. Abram is a an interdisciplinary studies major focused on social studies and ministry. Interesting combination there. And he is in his junior year at DCC. So welcome, Abram. Hey, Scott. Good to, good to be here. And- it's good to have you today. Thanks. And helping to guide our discussion, as always, is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley, the Vice President of Institutional Advancement. So, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you begin this episode of the Five Gifts of Advent, focused on the topic of hope. Well, thanks, Scott. It's really great. We want to thank uh, Dr. Eddie Sanders, uh, the chair of the Practical Ministries Department, for lining up a couple of uh, graduating seniors or uh, uh, upperclassmen to Mm -hmm. come and and really uh, open up these different ideas. So, uh, so Abram, tell us a little bit about how how you got to DCC. How are you... uh, uh, how did you get here? So me coming to DCC is kind of a, a long and drawn out thing. Um, my parents are uh, alumni of DCC, graduated in the late 90s. And so growing up, I always, you know, I knew about DCC because they'd tell me stories, they'd talk about it. And as I got older, they, they'd start like dropping hints, you know, like they're, they're like, you know, DCC is right over there, you know, as I'm getting closer to graduating and whatnot. So that's coming up. And really, I I kind of just shrugged it off, honestly, for the longest time. I was, uh, I was pretty dead set on going to uh, another school, and then my dad kind of forced me to go to uh, Saltines. One of those voluntold, <laughs> he voluntold you, huh? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so through that, you know, I got to uh, actually be around the campus for a while, for a good week or so while we rehearsed. Got to meet some good people who both work here, and then people who didn't up going to the school with me, you know, that were my age. And so through that whole week, I kind of felt at home. It was, it was interesting. And so, you know, it wasn't an immediate thing right after that. I kind of went, I went home after Saltines and then I was at a church conference a, f- a few weeks later and it kind of just kept coming up. And so I texted uh, one of the guys I met at Saltines, I was like, Hey, do you think it's too late to apply? And he was like, I don't know. And so I uh, I did my research and I was able to get to apply, get accepted, all like the entire process within three days, I think. Wow. So it all came together really quick after, after you know, God kept well, knocking hey, on the door. Well, first of all, you gotta, you've got incredible parents. I mean, I know them, but they're incredible parents to really uh, expect you and want you to come and experience what they experienced here at, at DCC. So... So how has it been? Uh, how is the how have you grown? It's there's been a lot of growth here. I um originally wanted to get into uh, coaching and teaching, so I was originally an education major, and I wanted to do my ministry through that. You know, because I had some coaches in my own personal life that sort of really helped form me spiritually. They would, even though it was a public school, public school setting, they would really pour into us spiritually and they, they'd bring up Jesus, they'd bring up the Bible a lot. So having that on the other side of, uh, 
you know, being able to play a sport and do something you're passionate about was something that, you know, I thought was for me. So I came here with that intent and kind of throughout my time here, it increasingly became more evident that that wasn't what God had in cards for me. I mean, I remember my friend Caleb, who was also on the podcast, uh, he did a fasting assignment for one of Dr. Sanders' classes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join in on this fast. So we uh, we fasted from soda, fun times. And um, <laughs> I remember after, Dr. Sanders actually gave me a, a scripture journal for Luke. And Caleb was like, you know, Dr. Sanders really wants you to come be a part of the ministry department. And I looked at him. It was the same thing when my parents would drop hints about DCC. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think that's in the cards for me. But... You know, as the years progressed, especially last year, it, it became more and more evident. And so I changed majors really late in the game. My uh, first semester, what would have been my junior year, fall semester last well, year. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're uh, sharing. And apparently you've done some study on the subject of uh, the Advent subject of, of hope. So uh, what are some things that, that you've found about this idea of hope? So... When we think of hope in, you know, our our context today, our cultural context, I think it's very different from what, you know, biblical hope is. So when we think of hope today, it's more of something like that we want to happen, something that, you know, we're, we're hoping will happen. And so you, you look at that, and while there are aspects of that that transfer over to what, you know, hope meant in the Bible, it's, it's really... a a different mindset, a different way of thinking. So here you have biblical hope, which is more of a truthful expectation. And so it's a lot more along the lines of confidence that what God has done for us in the past guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future. So it's, I guess like the definition said, expectation, truthful expectation is the best way to really put it. Because, you know, there's really a whole a whole slew of things that um, they were hopeful about in the Bible times. I mean, you go from, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I kept going on and I kept rambling. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, where was I? So, so when you're talking about truthful mm-hmm. expectation, what do you think of? Truthful expectation. Well, it says here... That, of talking about confidence that God has done for us in the past guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future. So I think in in terms of like looking back through the Old Testament and even through times in my own life where you see how God has moved in the past, how God has taken these situations that seem, you know, very bleak, very um, unstable, and yeah. somehow it comes through, hope comes through. And there's that expectation that because, you know, God did it this time, he's very capable of doing it again and bringing you through that. Wow. So, so it's a, uh, so it's a matter of like, uh, remembering the fulfilled hopes. Yes. So my, my dad actually has a thing about that. He talks, he, he taught youth. He was my youth minister growing up, which, you know, led to a interesting, interesting times because usually guys don't have their dad as their youth minister, but, um, <clears throat> he kind of talks about it like, a sitcom like you know they they look to the past kind of like looking through a trophy case and looking hey remember when god did this remember when god did this and so by looking back and remembering these times that you know god has brought you through these very dark times you can 
really get a glimpse of what God can do in your current situation and how, you know, just because it may look one way, it doesn't mean that that's how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, let's talk for a second about this, this difference between a biblical hope and, you know, what we think about today, the kind of hope that we think of today. So, uh, talk a little bit about that, that distinction again. So, in terms of like, we'll look at worldly hope first. You know, you think like, oh boy, I hope the Cowboys win this week. It's something that you want to happen. Something it's not that a, that's not an expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, man, <laughs> I, I I really hope this happens, and it, it more it's more coming from your personal lines from what from what you think should happen, what you think needs to happen, and on the other hand, biblical hope is. Really, it's trust in God's plan, what God wants to happen, what will happen with God. Yeah, that's really pretty cool. Well, I like that. So how did you come to that that way of thinking yourself? A good amount of it has been personal experience and seeing God move throughout my life and where, you know, I've been from. So there, I can think of countless times where... um. Things just don't look good. Like, uh, I was seven. I was in the hospital with an appendectomy. Like, my appendix ruptured. I was seven years old, spent Christmas in the hospital. And, you know, a ruptured appendix very well should mean that the toxins go everywhere. And, you know, it very very much could be the end of the line. But, you know, somehow, some way, it contained itself. All the uh, toxins that were there, they contained themselves. And so I was able to, you know, keep going on. And then I think of um, this time in 2015, I was, you know, it was my sophomore year of high school growing up. We were at the same church home for about 15 years. And all of a sudden, um, they they dropped the axe on my dad, basically. And so not only is your church home pulled from you, but, you know, you get you get all those friends that you lose, the, the financial side of things. And it's just a really dark time. And, you know, you're only thinking the worst in times like that. But Throughout that year, you know, we were very much financially struggling. We had to end up getting rid of the car we had, the, our house we had to move out of. And somehow through all of that, we were never, we never starved. We were never hungry. God sustained us. He even, you know, there even came a way for us to have a somewhat normal Christmas under those circumstances. And so you, you think of something like that. You think of all the times throughout my life, throughout your life, throughout anyone's life that things just don't look good and somehow God comes through. So you take these experiences, right? And you point them towards the future, whatever your current situation is, whatever the current situation is like around the world, everything, because really this world needs hope and it's so, such a powerful So thing. in those, in that situation, I mean, I, I think that's a great illustration of what, you know, what happened with your family. Um, how did hope sustain you? So, you know, you, you do look back at the times that God has brought you through things first off, but really you could kind of see the hope play out in the people around it. The situation worked out to where we couldn't talk to a lot of people about it, but the people you were able to talk to about it and the people you were able to relate to were able to sort of you saw the hope in their eyes too. You saw, you you heard it through the way they were talking, and it's like, you know, I know, I know that God's 
God can sustain you through this, however dark it may be. Yeah, because I, I think, and again, I think that's a great illustration of hope working through bad situations because, uh, man, uh, most people would probably get pretty angry and bitter at the church, at God, at uh, God's people. Uh, but that's interesting that hope, you know, kept that from happening. You're nodding, but <laughs> tell us, tell us what that means. So there were, you know, we're human. There were some emotions there. It, it was a very difficult thing to go through, especially for me at that young age. I was, I was very upset and, you know, it played out in a lot of ways. We were, we went to a new church and I just wasn't as willing to open up automatically because, you know, I, I felt very closed off, very hurt, but you know, that hope came in and other people's love for us, love other people showed us how other churches, uh, people that we had worked with in the past, just through going to this church, all came through somehow and, you know, helped us and helped sustain that hope to say that, you know, God hasn't abandoned us even in a time like this. And that, that produces a, a great uh, witness. So, I mean, right now, uh, they they say that Christmas is one of the worst times for hope. I mean, people commit suicide. All the I mean, they're depressed. All that stuff. So, I think this is a a huge topic, Abram, uh, for you to take a look at. So, so what made you choose hope as a topic? Hope is just something that's always stuck out to me. I mean, instantly when I when I saw the you know the list of topics available, I thought of you know the situations I just talked about and how hope biblically just looks so different from what it looks like in the world, and so that that really stuck out to me. And I I figured that you know there's ways to communicate hope that like a lot of people don't automatically think of when they think of the word hope. So yeah. yeah um, <clears throat> So, so what would you say, you know, to our listeners out there who are saying, man, life has been uh, really rough. Uh, and so this young guy is saying, hope, uh, what would you say to that person who's really struggling right now? I, I know it's tough. I've, I've been in multiple situations where, you know, it just doesn't seem like, like there's any hope but God somehow you know pulls through in even the most unexpected of ways you know you, you just really have to keep your eye out and keep looking I promise it's there yeah thanks I appreciate that that's excellent I was drawn of course I, as I'm listening to you guys go back and forth my mind I've got these scriptures rolling around but I I love uh, your focus on the past producing hope for the future and I even wrote I said God's faithfulness in the past encourages us today to have hope for the future and I think that's what you're saying I really oh, like it. Scott you're you're getting very philosophical well there, you know every you. now and then that happens but <laughs> I think the psalmist says it best and I was drawn to Psalm 42 why my soul are you downcast why do why so disturbed within me put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. 
from the land of the Jordan, the heights of the Hermon. And so it's that idea of when I'm in that difficult situation, and it is so hard to look in the past, I think, and say, okay, you've been faithful, and I'm going to trust. I love your, your, your truthful expectation, you know, that idea of, yeah. so I'm going to expect you to be faithful in the future. The problem is we don't know when that's going to happen. I think that's the that's usually the caveat with with all of these is a lot of times it, it takes way longer than we would like. You know, so. uh, Scott, I was thinking of Ephesians one. You know, where Paul says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order, to, in order that you might know the hope to which He has called you." You know that, that we have that hope, and I I love that idea, Abram, of remembering. Uh, I just just recently I was talking to someone uh, Scott and and uh, you know I, I with Caroline going through uh, cancer and then they said hey uh, we think she's actually beat it and I thought why didn't I believe that why didn't I hope in that you know and then I, then I immediately thought you know thirty years ago my daughter was born prematurely and uh, she was born at twenty six weeks almost died three times and all of that you know it's like mark why didn't you remember when god was there you know when god was in part of that and see man abram what a great idea uh, what a great thought is uh remember what god has done and in the old testament the minor prophets god says don't you remember what i've done for you Mm -hmm. and i will continue to do for you if you just hope in me yeah yeah Really, really good. You picked a good topic, Abram. Well done. Anything else that you have to share? Um, so I did want to kind of you know tie it back into the the Christmas story a little mm-hmm. bit since yeah, you know that's yeah. that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, look, looking back to the Christmas story, um, Israel had you know throughout the years leading up to um, Jesus' birth had gone through the ringer, I guess to put it lightly. Um, you know, they, they'd gone through exile. They've gone through returning from exile. They've gone through um, occupation from oh, yeah. Rome. Yeah. And so through all this, I think, you know, one of the things that they would have put their hope in and that they did put their hope in leading up to it is that, you know, God did promise them a Messiah who would come yes. and, you know, restore God's people and restore things to the way they should be. So, you know, you're really thinking how, they could use this concept of hope and remembrance looking back. You know, you look through through Exodus, through when God brought them through the wilderness. Their stories are there to look back on. And, I mean, you think about it, this concept of hope has been here really since the start of things, since since God's been moving. It's just hope comes as, like, an automatic thing with, you know, God moving because— you see what he can do, how how he works, and it it's really something special. Israel, they had gone through a tough time, but, you know, Jesus was coming, and the arrival of Jesus was something, you know, that many people had hoped, and even if they didn't see it right away, it, it was there regardless. Yeah, interesting. Centuries of hope actualized. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for sharing today. Thank you for encouraging us. And, uh, you know, many of you, I know a lot of our listeners are struggling with the idea of hope right now simply because of the 
the situation, whether that be in your family, with your, uh, your job, employment, health, all those struggles. And so uh, our prayer here at Dallas Christian College is that you'll be encouraged this week of Christmas, that you'll be reminded to look at God's faithfulness in the past and allow that to give you hope for the future. Thank you again for uh, joining us this holiday season, this season of Advent for our uh, five gifts of Advent series. And we pray that this week you'll have a very special and a rewarding time with friends and family and loved ones as we once again celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Have a great day. Take care. Stay safe and have a Merry Christmas.